Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga, Yoga of Contemplation and Meditation. In this chapter, we have learned that to achieve that paradigm shift we learned in chapter 2 from mortality to immortality. So in chapter 2, we learned that we are not mortal beings. Our paradigm right now, and before we learn Bhagavad Gita is, that we are all mortal beings and therefore this life is limited to what I experience. But Bhagavan said, no, no, you are immortal being. This life is just the one aspect of your existence, but you remain in existence continually. And therefore, all your thinking should be guided by that paradigm that I'm not a mortal being, but I'm the immortal being. So how to achieve that shift is what we had been learning in this chapter. So the very first thing Bhagavan tells us is that foundation of all spiritual activities, all spiritual practices is karma falatyaga, giving up the expectation for the fruits of actions. That's the foundation. Therefore, in the very first verse, he said, Anasritaha karma falam karmam karyam karoti yaha saha sanyasi sayoge. One who is performing actions without depending on the fruits of actions, he is a sanyasi and a yogi. So we have seen that the goal of spiritual practices is to purify our internal instrument mind of its own you know, tendency to have this fanciful thinking about what will give me happiness. So we started learning in this chapter how to achieve that peace, that balance of mind. And Bhagavan said, you have to do it yourself because this self, right now I defined as my limited consciousness, is just limitation imposed by me. This self, which in Western language of the soul versus spirit, that you lift your soul by your spirit. We typically in our day-to-day language use the word use on a good spirit or a bad spirit. This spirit is something beyond my own mind and my intellect. You have to lift yourself by yourself. Nobody else is going to do it for you. So you have to do it by lifting your limited self by your higher self. If this limited self is under control of the higher self, which is my spirit, then that limited self becomes my friend. So my mind and my intellect become my friends. But if they are not under control, they can also become my enemies. So this inner self, the antaratma as I call it, is my friend when it is aligned with the spirit and it becomes an enemy when it is not conquered by the spirit. That's basically what we have learned. So the goal is to conquer this mind 
and intellect and ahankar, which is a thinking entity, by the self, by that awareness. Once that control is achieved, then our vision will be very different. Then we will start seeing unity in diversity. Then we will not be, be disturbed by any relationship or any object. All relationship we will see and react in this world, keeping that inner peace completely intact. So we will start seeing equality, the unity in this diversity. You need the diversity of things and beings and my relationship with them. Right now the agitations of my mind are because of this diversity of my experiences and diversity of objects I encounter and people I react with or people I have relationships with. You see, all that will become unified by that one inner peace and you will react effortlessly with all those objects and beings and your relationships. And for that, you have to control your mind and the practice given to us is meditation. So we have seen how to meditate. We have given the detailed instructions about how to prepare a seat, how to focus your mind. But it says that's not just the one-time activity in a day. Your entire lifestyle has to be moderated towards that. So we have learned that the one who eats too much cannot achieve this yoga. One who doesn't eat enough, we cannot do it. So the life has to be moderated to achieve this balance of mind. And then Bhagwan has changed our, our definition of yoga one more time. So we have seen before, samattam yoga uchyate, yoga karma sukhausalam. Now we said, dukkha sanyoga vyoga yoga. That union of this inner self, the lower self, and the higher self is achieved when you accomplish detachment from the attachment to dukkha, attachment to pain, attachment to unhappiness. This is somewhat difficult for us to understand, but if the mind is attached to higher goal, then it will automatically detach the pain which it is encountering at a body level or a mind level or intellect level. If we are in the company of our friends and family and walking on a beach and enjoying the walk and suddenly I fall down and get hurt because I don't want to give up that enjoyment of walking with my friends, I will avoid any attention to the hurt which I have experienced. This is how I create detachment from my dukkha by attaching it to the higher goal. My higher goal was to enjoy with my friends this wonderful beach walk and now there suddenly something happened which is hurtful. But rather than paying attention to that, I'll bear that pain, not pay any attention to that pain and continue enjoying what I thought was enjoyable. So I wanted that dukkha sanyoga yoga. At the fundamental level, what we basically have done is attached our mind to higher goal and therefore I detached it from the experiences and objects and relationship which has potential to give me pain. As we have learned before, everything in this world which has potential to give me happiness has equal potential to give me unhappiness. More I attach to those objects 
which has potential to give me finite happiness, I'm basically risking myself for unhappiness. So Bhagavan said, if your mind is focused on the higher goal, then you will develop detachment to those objects which give you fleeting happiness, but then give you unhappiness. So we had been learning that the Dukkha Sanyoga Yoga, Yoga, this should be practiced constantly without depressed heart, without any depression created by this experiences of pain and sorrow. Tam Vidya Dukkha Sanyoga Vyogam Yoga Sangeetam Sa Nishchayena Yokta That should be practiced firmly. Yoga Nirvinna Chetasaha A steady and undespairing mind. There should not be any regrets about any experiences that I have or I have encountered in my past. But her firm goal of practicing this yoga that I will not attach myself to anything which gives me pain. I will not identify with anything that gives me pain. And I identify with that which gives me happiness. And in this case, permanent happiness. So this is a clear advice Bhagavan gave us. It is not something that you have to change your lifestyle. It is something where you have to change your mental attitude towards your life. And I have to create an attitude where my mind is constantly focused on something which gives me permanent happiness. And if I can keep that mind focused, then all other things which are happening in my life, in my day-to-day life, I will not pay much attention to it. I will do it on a regular basis in a manner which is very normal. I'll consider that as part of my day. But that's something I do not need to pay undue attention to it. And the next three verses, Mr. Swamiji says, gives the complete technique of this meditation. So this meditation which we have been talking about, it is not something which we sit down and meditate for a period of time. That's meditation. But how I recalibrate my mind is meditation. That I completely change the way I look at the functioning of my mind. So the next verse says, Sankalpa prabhavan kaman tyaktva sarvan asesataha manasa eva indriyagramam viniyamya samantataha This is the goal of meditation. Swami Tijamanda said that if you sit down on the seat of meditation and you have no idea what to contemplate upon, then you are just sitting down quietly and calmly. If you're just focusing on a flame of a lamp or something like that, then you're just basically relaxing your mind. As Govinda's question last time, what is the difference between meditation and relaxing the mind? So Swami Sijananda said, if you don't have any goal in meditation, and just sit down and not think about anything, then it's a relaxing the mind. There has to be a next step. What is the goal of my meditation? And that, when it takes it to the next level, then obviously it becomes meditation. Now that meditation, Ramaji says, has to be 24 hours. It has to be constant in your mind. Even when you are not sitting at the seat of your meditation, in your regular day-to-day life, Sankalpa Prabhavan Kaman Tektva Sarvan Asesata. It almost seems impossible for us. It says that you should give up all desires which are born of sankalpa. Sankalpa we have discussed before in normal language because resolve. 
when we resolve to do something, it's sankalpa. That's what in puja we do sankalpa. I'm doing this puja for such and such. That's sankalpa. Even for any task we take, there is a goal and that's sankalpa. Then I want to achieve this and therefore I'm putting my efforts in. So that's sankalpa. But your mind has a very unique ability to keep changing sankalpa constantly, which is we call a fancy of my mind. The mind does not have capability to stick to one point because it's chanchala and asthiram, which we'll see in another verse. Therefore, this mind is constantly moving from one goal to another. This constant shifting of goal is called sankalpa shakti. We have seen in verse 2 also, Bhagavan said, the one who cannot renounce sankalpa, he cannot be a yogi. So this sankalpa shakti in Vedanta is something different than just resolve. It says, fancy of my mind, which constantly think this will give me happiness, then say, no, not this, maybe that will give me happiness. Keep changing that goal for my happiness is sankalpa shakti. All that has to be completely given up. Sankalpa prabhavan kaman tektva sarvan asesata without leaving anything behind. Because I like music, maybe the desire for music is good enough. But why is it not even that? If you think that's going to give you happiness, well, that same music will give you unhappiness. If you keep playing it over and over and over again. Manasa indriya gramam vinayamya samantataha. By your mind, control the entire set of your senses. You control all your senses. Control your senses in a sense that let the senses do whatever they are supposed to do. The job of our senses is to go out and get information from the world of objects. But manasa, niyamya, what the impressions they put on your mind, that you have to control. If you touch fire, the senses will give you information, it is hot. Then what you do with it is up to your mind. The impressions which are created on your mind by the sense contacts, which creates sankalpa, that has to be stopped. So it says, manasa, indriya, grama, all senses. All the informations you are receiving, the impression which it creates on your mind, that has to be controlled so it does not create new sankalpa for your happiness. Now this cannot be easy for an average seeker who is trying to practice the art of meditation. The Bhagavan said, Shanaihi Shanaihi, gradually. Uparamet buddhya druti gruhitayaha. You have to have this firm intellect. If I have come to the conclusion that this is the truth, this is reality, that I am not this mortal being, then all my planning should be long-term planning, not short-term planning. Right now I have short-term planning. This many years are left and I should cover everything that I need to cover within the time frame. So let me live my life that way. Because my buddhi said I am a mortal being. But if my buddhi firmly grasps the idea that the truth which is revealed in Bhagavad Gita is the truth, then my planning should be according to that. But this idea may not be easy for me to grasp. Therefore, sanaihi sanaihi, I should constantly tell my mind that this is the reality. Uparamet buddhaya. This quietude of mind will come when mind is controlled by the intellect. As you have seen in Kathopanishad, the meditation is described as first roll your senses into your mind. That means control your senses by the mind. Then control your mind by your buddhi. Then your buddhi by the supreme intellect. 
So you gradually shift your attention from lower to higher, from senses to mind, mind to buddhi, buddhi to your awareness and thus in meditation you shift your focus of your mind from world of objects outside your inner self. It's almost like taking a selfie. Right now the camera is focused outside in the world. Now I want to change that focus to the inner self. So sanehi sanehi uparmet etad buddhaya dhritigruhitayaha. This quieted your mind should be achieved slowly, slowly by buddhya dhritigruhitayaha, that firm intellect. That one of the yama is dhruti in Upanishads. Dhruti is perseverance, fortitude. That fortitude developed by intellectual understanding that this is the truth. This is the goal of my life to achieve that permanent happiness. With that, you can control your mind and that will give a quietude of mind. Mind is flow of thoughts and it has to go in one direction. When it goes in one direction, it forms its own strength. But the mind also is fickle and it jumps around and therefore it does not have any focus. So by this buddhi, you have to focus that mind. Atma sanstham manaha kritva. Make your mind established on yourself. In other words, mind constantly thinking about this new paradigm that I am an immortal being. Kritva na kinchit abhi Then Then do not worry about anything. In other words, do not think that anything else will give you happiness. As we have learned in this chapter before, that peace is greater than any sukha which I can get through my sense experiences. That once I experience that sukha, there is no other sukha will seem worth for me to pursue. Atma sanstam manakrita. So, so establish your mind in yourself. Not kinchidabhi chintayet. And Swami says, this is the technique of meditation. Constantly put your mind in focus with yourself. But then obviously it is not possible for all of us. We have tried before, as soon as we sit down in the seat of meditation, mind runs away in different directions. Bhagavan Lord Krishna says, do not worry about it. Yataha, yataha, nischarati, manaha, chanchalam, asthiram. This mind which is chanchal and asthiram, which is the very nature of mind. Mind needs variety. We get bored very easily. We ask children, what are you doing? Oh, I'm bored with it. Why are you bored? Because you had been playing with it. You wanted this toy. We made all efforts to get you this toy, even though it was not available. And now, how can you be bored with it? I say, well, yeah, but I had been playing with it all this time. So I'm bored with it. But this is what our mind does. Our mind gets new toy every time, and it gets bored with it. And it wants to move on to the next one, and then next one, and then next one. So, yataha, yataha, from whatever, the restless and the unsteady mind wanders away. For whatever reason, yataha, yataha. Sometimes it is one experience, that may be other experience. But there are various causes. Sometimes it is the memory of the past takes my mind away. And sometimes it is the fancy what I want to achieve in the future. Or sometimes it is just the physical pain which I am experiencing. Any of those distractions which mind is experiencing, now you have to consciously, tataha, tataha, niyamya. From there, you negate that thought and tell your mind to come back to atmani evam vasam nayet. 
whenever you notice that your mind has wandered away from the thought about who I am, this immortal self, and start thinking that this will give me happiness, you tell your mind that you have come to the conclusion that in the end is going to give you unhappiness. So let's focus back to what we agreed on. That we agreed that we are going to be focused on the self. Atmani evam vasam naeth. Put that mind back in the control by yourself alone. In circus, if the wild animals can be trained, then training mind cannot be that difficult. Something which seems utterly impossible to train those wild animals, we see that happening all the time. This mind is like that wild animal and you have to be ringleader. Under the control of the ringleader, that animal can be tamed. But you have to become the ringleader and then train that mind to focus on the idea that we have learned is the truth. And we'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om